0: not been sort of put on the screen. I think the kids are going to go out. Um, so if they can do that, that'd be awesome. Um, so Barry and Vicky are on holiday, which is awesome. And Tony is meant to be here, but he's a bit un- unwell, so if you keep him in your prayers. Um, and so you've got me. Uh, sorry about that, but <laughs> we'll have a great time. Um, it's been an awesome time so far this morning. Um, and I would like to Welcome you if you're new today um, it's great to see you it's great to have you uh, we love you and it's great to see you um, let's let's pray um, Lord we come before you right now and we thank you for this great opportunity to be together um, Lord we ask that as we go into your word um, briefly that you will speak to us um, let your holy Spirit speak through me um, and let what you want said to be said in Jesus name um hello so the other the other week, I was in a supermarket, um, and fat man will know me for this. But as we we're walking in, um, I saw this gentleman with his daughter, um, and they were walking past. And I thought, being a gentleman that I am, that I'll let them walk by. Um, and as they did so, I paused and waited for the expected response, which didn't come. Um, I had to be in my bonnet that day, so I thought I would remind him of what was meant to be done so as he strolled past me a couple few feet I uh, loudly exclaimed you're welcome sir Um, at which point uh, I think that jolt his memory and he he gave the appropriate response which is thank you thank you Um, and I felt that I'd done my civic duty that day (laughs) but why do I say that I say that because um, oftentimes when we do things for people, um, and we do it out of the goodness of our heart, we, we don't have to do it, um, we often expect a response, and the response that we expect is one of gratitude or thankfulness. Um, when we do something for people, um, regardless of whether it is, we don't often do it with that intention in mind that we want to um, receive gratitude, but we expect that that's the response um, that will be given. And in preparing for today, I was thinking, I was asked to speak about thankfulness and gratitude. um, Because later on we're going to hear three amazing testimonies of of the goodness of God. Um, And in preparing, I couldn't get past the cross. Um, There are many stories in the Bible um, that talk about thankfulness. um, There's the story of the lepers, etc. But I couldn't get past the cross. And what it is that Jesus Christ has done for us. In going to the cross in restoring us, and redeeming us, I couldn't get past what he's done for all of us. Um, and when I think about what God has done for us, it fills me with joy. When I think about what Jesus has done for us, in laying his life down for us, it fills me with hope and peace and happiness and thankfulness. Um, and in Psalms 51, David writes, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation you know, we can't have joy in our salvation unless we realize what it is that God's done for us. Unless, until we understand what it is that God's done, what he's saved us from, and what has equally saved us to, until we understand and realize that, we can't have full joy in our salvation. And so when David says, restore unto me the joy of your salvation, for me it's like, Lord, I remember what it is that you've done in, send, in, in sending your, your son to the cross. And I thank you for that. Um, in... Ephesians chapter 2, um, Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus. We're going to read it. Um, and this is an, an amazing passage, and I would encourage you, if you get the time um, or find the time, to study it, study it in depth. Um, he's writing to the church in Ephesus, and he's, he's reminding them of who they were before God and who they are afterwards. Um, and it's, a, it's an amazing passage, which we're, we're going we're gonna to spend a few moments reading a couple of verses now. Um, so Ephesians 2, starting in verse 1, it says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God... You know what? I love when reading scripture and there's that, but God. Um, Because there's there's so much wrapped in that. Um, I used to play basketball... um, I'm slightly overweight and definitely very unfit now, so basketball will be a challenge for me. But um, there's, a, there's a move in basketball called a pivot. And when you receive the ball, you plant one foot and you spin sharply and go in the other direction. That's what that book, God, is there for me. When I read that, I, it reminds me of a pivot, a change in the moment, a change in time, that God has done something that intercepted the direction that we were going because it says, But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together with Christ hallelujah by grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus hallelujah Um, awesome and my screens froze it's all good Um, but you know it's all about the cross people will try and suggest and there have been many people who say oh, will just be good do good works be kind to people um, I know I've done it before and I've done my good deed for the day case in point of the day when I reminded that gentleman of how to be thankful and grateful but um, <laughs> it's not it's not solely about good works you know apart from the cross and outside of what God has done for us, good works mean nothing. You know, the Bible teaches that our good works are like filthy rags. Um, and that has lost its meaning in the context of everyday language because we associate filthy rags as maybe a, a white cloth that's got mud on it or something that can be easily washed. But in the context of the day, when Isaiah wrote, wrote that, it actually meant our good works are Essentially a, a menstrual cloth. The thoughts of that are, obviously it's a natural process. However, it's, it's not something that to, be, to be excited about, is it? But the Bible likens our good works in order to, to gain, I don't know, acceptance or favor with God like a menstrual cloth. And so our good works, apart from the work of Jesus Christ, outside of the work of Jesus Christ, should receive scorn. And that's, I presume, what, what, what God's response is to, to us trying to buy his, his, his righteousness, for us trying to buy his favor. You know, it's not what we do. It's all what Jesus has done for us on the cross of Jesus Christ. And the law was given in the Old Testament to prove that we are in need of God. Because there were so many laws that were given that none the Bible says if if, if, you were, if you broke one law, you were guilty of the whole of breaking the whole law, and you see in our own strength, there's nothing we could ever do to gain the favor and righteousness of God and so He sent Jesus Jesus said, "I've come not to abolish the law but to fulfill it and what happened was the scribes and the teachers of that day, they thought, oh, we're great because we've managed to keep the law." But Jesus said, no, 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 no. Because you think you've not killed someone. But I say, if you've thought an evil thought about your brother, you're guilty of murder. They said, oh, no, no, we've not committed adultery. But Jesus said, no, no, no. If you've ever looked at a woman with lust in your heart, and the same goes for, for men. If, if women have looked at men with, a, with lust in their heart, they're guilty of Adultery. And all that proved that we needed a savior. And that we needed a God to ransom us. And to pay the price for our sin. And it proves that outside of God, we're not in right standing with Jesus. Sorry, outside of Jesus, we're not in right standing with God. And it's what Jesus did on the cross. That brings us into right standing with God. If we read further in Ephesians 2, um, we'll read from verse 11 to 16. It says, therefore, remember at one time. You know, when you remember what God has done, it changes your your outlook. It changes your, your disposition. Because... In remembering, you recall who you were and equally it reminds you of who you are. And so Paul writes to the Ephesians, remember therefore that one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope. And might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross. You see, it's all the cross. Everything that we are today, everything that we've experienced is through the cross. If you're in this place and and you are a believer, you're a born again child of God, it's the cross. Everything that we have, everything that we enjoy is the cross. Yeah, there are common graces. For example, we enjoy sunshine. Well, not, not a lot in, in this part of the world. Um, we all enjoy oxygen. We, we breathe oxygen. That's a common grace of God. But there are special graces that we enjoy as a result of being children of God. I can think of n- a number of instances, and I'm sure we'll hear testimonies today that, that, will, that will allude to that. But even in my own life, there are many instances, um, because of where I've come from and things that I used to be involved with, in, where I've had to pray for that special grace of God, because I didn't deserve it. But God has preserved me and spared me, and it's to his glory. Equally, um, those who are aware, God healed me um, this year of something incredible. And yeah, in the scripture it says, by his stripes we're healed, and that's a promise of God. But God is sovereign, and it doesn't mean that just because I'm sick and I'm a child of God, God will choose to heal me. But God, in his mercy and his grace, chose to heal me. And I give him glory for that because he didn't have to. And so I'm filled with joy and thankfulness. Because for me, it's all in the cross. Because outside of the cross, what am I? You see, we've gone from being enemies of God to being servants of God. But more than that, we've become children of God. And even more than that, we've become friends of God. And still further, in verse 6 of Ephesians 2, it says, we're raised with him and seated with him in heavenly places. See, we've gone from being enemies of God to being seated with him in in heavenly places. Now, when I think of that, there's a song that says, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my very soul shall shout hallelujah, praise God for saving me. You know when I think of what God's done I'm filled with joy I'm filled with thankfulness And as we remember the cross And as we think about what God has done And we hear these testimonies that are going to be shared now Do so in remembering the cross Because it's what Jesus has done in our lives That gives us the hope that we have We're going to hear some fantastic testimonies And um, I would ask that um, The first person I think it's Chris um, Comes up But we do so remembering what God has done. Let's rejoice with those who rejoice, because the Bible admonishes us to do so. And let's remember what God has done for us. And as we do that, that will adjust our disposition, because we remember what it was that we were, and we remember who we are. And so our heart is one of thankfulness. Our, our outlook on life is one of thankfulness. When we remember the cross, it will... It will change how we act. It will change how we live our lives. Because we remember what it is that God has done for us. And that in turn demands a response from us. Because we remember that God has saved me and has made me righteous. And it's all through the cross. Um, so yeah, as we, as we listen to these testimonies, let's do so and let's rejoice with these guys. Um, it's been an interesting year um, for all sorts of reasons. And we, and we give God all the glory and we give all the honor. So as Chris... Um, comes to the stage let's let's welcome him
1: Gratitude. Gratitude, that's all all I live about now. Gratitude. Every time I pray, I start with thank you. You know, I got up this morning and I went to the shop and bought a bottle of milk. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I have to explain why I had no money. You know, um, it's only a pound. But I got up. If I was write a gratitude list now, there'd be about probably eight things on it already today. You know, getting up and just having a pound on side. One thing, getting in my car, on drive, another thing you know, um and then going shop, buying a bottle of milk and having a bowl of cereal and, and just taking it people take it for granted, don't they? Do you know, um my life before I found God just revolved around drink and drugs. That was it, it was what I lived for. Do you know, I had a family. Um but I didn't care about them. All the, all that I was about was getting a, a bag of drugs, um, some ale and, and, and just going on benders for days, you know. Uh, I, um, why did I find God? I found God. M- I first started looking for God probably about four years ago. I was looking for something. Something. I needed money. I had no money. That was, that was, that was sort of me. Um, what started pushing me. People were winding at me. My mum was winding at me. My girlfriend were winding at me. I just wanted them to shut up and go away. And, and um, I wanted the shame of having to explain why I was earning. I was earning like 50 grand a year and spending it all on drugs and ale. That was it, you know. My girlfriend was getting benefits for paid bills. It was that bad. Um, and then I started going to meetings, like CA meetings and stuff like that, um, 12 step fellowships. And through that, I started hearing about God. Um, and it took me a while for I accept that there might be someone that can help me, you know. And I found a saviour. Um, I came to Warp Church, and I found a saviour probably about probably about two years ago. Um, and during that time, my life got immensely better. You know, I bought a house. I thought I would never ever buy a house. You know, uh, I bought uh, I bought a nice car. So on the outside, my world got immensely better. Um, My family started loving me again. Um, And when things got better, Chris got complacent and I turned my back on God. That was what I did. You know, I got to last Christmas. I got through last Christmas sober. But um, then I turned my back on God because I was happy and I got everything what I wanted in life. You know, um, and I stopped praying and I stopped going to church and I stopped going to meetings and, and I stopped having fellowship with honest people, uh, and it didn't take me long until I picked a drink up again. And I picked that drink up, and my business partner said to me at the time, he said, is that a good plan? And I said, yeah, I'll be all right, I'll just have one. And when I went to the bar, I bought two. And he looked at me, and said, you said you was only having one drink? And I was like, yeah, well, just in case, you know, and that just shows um, how insane my mind is. When I've not got God, when I've not filled with the Holy Spirit, you know. Um, but anyway, that was th- that drink. Then lasted about five months. It lasted me five months, and I was I was an absolute whirlwind, a disaster, you know. I um, I convinced myself I didn't want a family anymore. I just wanted me, myself, my car, my house, my stuff, um, and. And I didn't feel love again, you know, I was, uh, I became that horrible person that I used to be, um, and I was broke, I was broke, um, and what did I do, I, I, I came back to church, I came back to church as a broken man. I wasn't financially broke, but I was emotionally broke, you know, there was nothing left, um, and I knew that I had a way out here because I'd had it before. was only three months ago um and i couldn't look people in eyes i couldn't i could speak to you i speak to you but i couldn't look you in eyes when i was talking to you um and then i got up this morning and looked at my daughter and the difference from them to now because i pray every morning and i thank god every single night for what i've got um it's immense you know um I look in my daughter's eyes now and I feel joy, I feel happiness when I look at her, you know, whereas when I'm doing what I do best without God in my life, I just feel resentment towards the people who I should love the most. Um, but yeah, I just stand here just grateful, grateful to the Lord Jesus for everything that he does in my life daily, daily. Um,
0: fantastic um i think the next person is jeff yes it is mate come on <laughs> but no that was awesome um and we we thank god for you and what god's done in your life and we can see that um so awesome mr Jeff. thanks mate mr. Jeff. <laughs>
2: to. Oh it's yeah it's there. I want to sit on the edge actually because we're just friends aren't we together, you know, family. Um I went to my mum's yesterday, my mum will vouch for this, and I said to my mum, I've just had a an awful month. I've I've been um my faith has been absolutely battered. Um and I said, I just can't get up tomorrow. I've got nothing at all that I have to say. And that's how it stayed. My mum will vouch for that, won't you, mum? Oh, she's out with kids. <laughs> um, the last week, um, I've been on my own. My wife's been at my mother-in-law's. She's not been well at all. She had to have an operation. Um, so I was feeling a bit sorry for myself anyway. I had to look after myself. So, um. But this morning, about half an hour before I came to church, <laughs> God spoke into my life and he reminded me of something that happened last week, right? I was in a position now where where my faith was, my faith, my, you know, I love God with all my heart, you know, you aren't, anybody that knows me knows that but we go through these times. You know, there's no problem with having doubts. It is a sin to doubt God but it's not. If you take it back to him, you know we all we all we all go through these doubts. Um, so <laughs> I was sh- sorry, I was in the bath about half an hour before I came here, and God spoke. I was I, my our Mike, he's not my brother or anything. He's got the same name, Mike Mullen, but we brought up together. I love him to bits. And over the years, I've, I've spoken about my faith and cut it short. Eventually. He started to ask questions and one thing led to another. Anyway, he's now over in Canada, in um, Winnipeg, uh, serving the Lord. He's in uh, a church called TC Church, today's church. If you want to go on website and look him up, wonderful, wonderful guys, just like us. Um, And I spoke to him and he said, he he rang me He said, Jeff, I'm really struggling. He said, my faith is, you know, I'm doubting and You know, and funny enough, yesterday when I I was talking to God and praying and just saying I'm struggling with doubting, you pocket rang me. (laughs) You know, anybody doesn't know what a pocket rang is. You know when you sit down and you ring somebody? I actually rung Mike and God said, phone back. So he phoned me and uh, explained to me what was going on and I shared with him about people in the word, you know, about John the Baptist. You know, when he actually says, um, well, you know, we, we all know what he went through. You know, he knew who, who Jesus was. He knew. As soon as he seen him, he knew. You know, I'm not fit to lace his shoe. You know, you know all that. But when he was arrested and put him in the prison, he sent his uh, disciples to Jesus and said, um, are you the one to come? Or should we look for another so I was going through all these scriptures with him just to say, look, don't, don't, don't beat yourself up because you're doubting. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. Um, and also we've got um, obviously Thomas. He actually sat at the feet of Jesus and learnt at the feet of Jesus. But he said after Jesus was crucified, and let us see the holes in his hands and you know, the, the hole in his side that I won't believe. God appeared. You know, so basically all my testimony is to say that although that our faith might struggle, although you know, things might be going against us and you know we feel as though we're far away from God, we might feel we are far away from God but he never leaves us or forsakes us. Amen. Amen. Um, So what God, was, Jesus said to me this morning was, what you did for Mike, put it into your own life. Look at what you said to him and don't doubt me, believe me. And another thing that um, I just want to share as well that, that got me to this position of uh, where God spoke to me because it put my mind back onto God, back onto Jesus... Um, believe it or not, I don't know whether she's, I think she's sat at the back there, just um, with a hand to her mouth, Vicky. <laughs> Vicky shared something on Facebook this morning. It said, and it was, uh, when a train goes through a tunnel and it gets dark, you don't throw away your ticket and jump off. You sit still and trust the engineer. So, we're going to go through troubles. We're going to go through doubting, but trusting Him. When you do doubt, take it to Him. As I said to my to our Mike, and God said back to me, He never leaves us or forsakes us. Okay, that's <laughs> that was a quick one for you. Thanks a lot. Sorry, just before I go, uh, just a reminder to remind the gentlemen. I know this is next Saturday, nine o'clock here, men's breakfast. I've got about 15 of you, 15 of you that have already said you're coming, but obviously I don't know everybody's number and everything. If you see me today or Ian Hercart, put your hand up, Ian. Where are you? There he is there. We'd love to see you. Come and have breakfast with us. Io's going to share something with us I've got or get the conversation going and uh, the man at the front, Adam's going to do a few worship songs. So look forward to seeing you next Saturday. Thanks, guys.
0: Awesome. um, And last but not least, uh, Auntie Esther. Sorry, I call her Auntie. It's just culture. (laughs) Give her a warm round of applause, please, guys. Thank you.
3: I testified of um, God's greatness, and I always do, um, because I'm so grateful for everything that he does, and as I was coming up here, my son said, mom, just just keep calm, okay, just stay calm, (laughs) I'm sorry, David, I'm just passionate about the Lord and his goodness, and in everything that goes on, I look for the good. Because I can't say 2017 hasn't been challenging, it has. But the scripture that you read, but God. And when the Bible says, if God be for you, who can be against you? I hold on to that. And a thing that I hold on to is that all things, every single thing works together for good to them that love the Lord. God has seen us through 2017, and we can look forward to 2018 because we know who has gone before us. And he said, I will go before you, and I will make every crooked path straight. That means there are crooked paths. But he said, I will make them straight, and I will make the rough road smooth. And to me, that gives me hope, and hope does not fail. Hope does not fail. And funnily enough, this morning, as I was in the shower, he gave me the scripture that says, in all your ways, acknowledge me, and I will direct your path. And I say unto you today, this morning, wherever you are in life, I want you to hold on to that, to say, in everything, acknowledge him. And that, I think, is the most challenging thing for us as human beings, because we have our own free will and the Lord could be telling us what to do. And We can turn around and say, I don't want to do that because it doesn't feel good because it doesn't it doesn't line up with what I'm doing. And I can't see what you're saying, but I do not need to understand what God is doing. I just need to put my hope and trust in the Lord and understand that all things The good, the bad, the ugly, every single thing works together for my good because I believe in him. And I know in whom I have put my trust. Hope does not fail. I thank the Lord for his goodness. I thank him for his mercies. I thank him for his everlasting love. I thank him for joy. I thank him for his protection. Because every five days a week, six days a week, we're traveling on the motorway. We go back and forth, and the Lord has kept us. And the Lord has continued to increase us. And the Lord has been with us. He's never left us. He's never forsaken us. There have been tears. There have been joy. There have been times of, wow, tears. I can remember the tears in 2017, but the Lord has seen us through it. And that's our testimony. And that's what we stand on when somebody comes and you're going through it. I always see it as I'm going through it, not just for me. I'm going through it for the person that's coming after that. I have to testify and say, if he did it for me, he can do it for you. So I just say to you, hold on. And remember, hope does not fail. And remember that all things work together for my good and that's my message to you this morning as you go into 2018 in the name of Jesus you hold on you keep strong you keep your eyes on the Lord. We look unto the hills from whence cometh our help, knowing that our help does not come from man. It comes from our Maker, our Creator, the Lord God Almighty, the one that said, Do not be afraid. I will not allow you to dash your feet against a stone. The God that keepeth Israel, the God that never slumbers, He never sleeps. Hallelujah. He's watching over you, He's watching over us. And as we go into a new season, we remember that we've got God on our side. And greater is the God that is in us than he that is in the world. And remember, you are an overcomer. We are victorious through the blood of the Lamb, by the words of our testimony. In Jesus' name. I don't know if you want to say anything.
0: Awesome. Um, and literally, the... scripture that I was going to finish with was the same scripture that Antiesta just shared. Revelations 12 and they overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. My version says and they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. I don't know what 2017 looked like for you. I don't know what you experienced but there's hope Because the word says, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We've heard testimonies of God's goodness. We've heard testimonies of God's protection. I don't know what what this year has been like for you, what you've experienced. But we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Hold on to what God has done for other people and say, God, if you can do it for them, you can do it for me. Because your word says that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. So as we go into 2018, let's go into 2018 with a blast. Let's go into 2018 with hope, knowing that our God is good and our God is faithful. Um, I think we're going to go into a, a time of praise and worship, but yeah, let's, let's pray. God, we, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And thank you because you're a good, good, good father. And you've given us good gifts. And you will continue to give us good gifts. And Lord, we know that in every situation that you are with us. Because your word tells us you'll never leave us nor forsake us. So Lord, we thank you for the death of your son. And we thank you for the life that we have in him. And Lord, we commit our lives again to you. And we say, Lord, have your way. Because you are worthy of praise. You're worthy of glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.